BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. We're coming to you live on a Friday afternoon talking trade targets. We're talking the big boys and answering your questions. Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy and join on this Friday afternoon, as always, by Luke Rogerson. How are you, mate? No beers. No so beers. We're a sober, <laughs> sober Ball Boys this afternoon. Yeah. The, listen, guys, the one job that, that Mitch has to do <laughs> is, is just provide the beers for us. The one job, uh, you reckon? All the- <laughs> I know, I'm really throwing the bait out there. I got you. Um... Well, the, yeah. the fifty-seven dollars and thirteen cents that you know people have kindly donated to us—that's our beer money. We've got to get some beers for that. Oh money. yeah, yeah. No, we'll, <laughs> we'll definitely have some beers this weekend. I just forgot to get on my way home oh, from I'm, this afternoon. So. I'm baiting Mitch there. He does the whole run sheet. He actually works a job at the moment. I'm sitting at home on my ass and I'm into him about no, not getting got, the beers. You've got an important job as dad at the moment. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I sit around for three hours and then I feed her and then I sit around for another three hours. So. Oh. <laughs> Uh, but yes, no sober, sober boys on the on a Friday <laughs> afternoon. So maybe we'll actually have some good, you know, takes this this weekend. Uh, maybe the ball boys, big boys, are going going big. Who knows? <laughs> We're trying something new. No beers. No Let's beers. see what happens. So, sober advice. But uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, fair bit going on this this round. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. Um, since we've recorded, we'll, we'll dive straight into it. Rory Laird. He's out. Yeah, that's going to... I don't know the exact percentages, but that's going to spice things up for quite a few coaches. I think um, 95% of the top 100, and I want to say something similar in the top 1,000. So, extremely popular player. So, it, Looking for the sort of silver lining, I suppose, um, a few people have been mentioning it out there, but the fact that teams might now become a little less similar to each other, that's kind of a positive. But then the other thing too is I think that this week, you've kind of got a few different... 
um, options in terms of if you just want to go straight across to a, another Uber Premium in yep. that bracket, you can. But then there's also some guys where you can explore generating Especially in the cash. midfield, yeah, mm. yeah. And we'll talk through all those options as we go along. Um, it'll, the, the other interesting thing is, oh, Bindi. <laughs> thank you, mate. Those go straight to the beers. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Bindi. Yeah, we, we need to sort those beers out. We got another donation. Much appreciated, mate. Much appreciated. Um, yes. Yeah, so is um. The, the fact that other people might have injured players still on their team from last week, you yeah. know, I think if I look at the, the top 1,000 numbers here, there's still people holding Tom Green. 24% of the top 1,000 still have a Tom Green, who's obviously still out as well. Yep. Um, some people still have uh, an Angus Sheldrick, who you'd be pretty keen to use his cash. Um, so there's a lot of lot of still play, people out there with multiple injuries and yep. um, still have a lot of decisions to make. So the, uh, the Rory Laird out will affect, even though everyone has him, it'll affect teams differently uh, depending on what else you've got going on your side. I'm going to bring this up a little bit later as well, but what's the go with AFL teams just like holding their cards close to their chest and then oh, come come teams just... I don't give a fuck dr- about <laughs> reporting injuries. Why do we like, bother with injury reporting? Legit. I think, I think uh, the great man Selby tweeted out the other day that like there was like six players that were all injured come teams on a Thursday night. And, oh, I saw uh, that. Tough week of training. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. No one, none of them were reported on the uh, AFL.com that he used... Bloody injury report. It, it used to be the old joke, like if it was going to be a tough week at training on the track, the coach would be like, bring your fucking mouth guard, boys. Yeah, bring yeah. your mouth guard to training. We're yeah, going hard. So yeah. it must have been some mouth guards at training must, because people are dropping yeah. like flies. Yeah, but it's, um, <laughs> I don't know, classic. It, it annoys me, but, you know, we've got to just keep our ear close to the ground to sort of see what's coming up. Um, the, the other one that we are also still monitoring there is Zach Butters. By all reports, it sounds like he's going to get up, but... Yeah. Um, a hip injury they're calling it now, not a, not a stiff groin. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm glad that the... So, um, no more stiff groin talk. We, yeah. can, we can officially call it a That's hip... Uh, I think they call it a hip sprain, which is an interesting area to sprain. It sounds very similar to the old groin stiffness, yeah. I'll be honest. It's, they've just given less, it a different name. Less severe, I reckon, so I think that's a, that's a good sign. That's a good po- sign. Positive. Very positive. <laughs> uh, but let's maybe go over some other things happening from the Thursday night team. Yes. Just a few little observations that I took from the team, some a little bit more subtle than others. Yeah. Talking about the Essendon Ruck situation. Um, now, and most importantly, how does it affect the big man that they're versing yes. this week? So, so a lot of people, and I've seen him high on a few other, um, you know, captain pickers rankings for the uh, the captains this week. But if we actually look at the matchups for Rucks yep. recently, um, Essendon Rucks are actually still rated one of the hardest Rucks in the last five, even despite Draper not being there. Okay, and now with um, Phillips coming back into the side, they have a few options in their Ruck department. So, and a lot of the reason why because Sam Draper's not a behemoth of a ruckman or anything like that. The reason He's got a that behemoth of a mullet. He does. Yes, just like yourself. Um, but the reason <laughs> that you, they man. were a Thank tough you. matchup is because their strategy for their rucks is for them to basically just run the other ruck as hard as they can and then chuck another ruck in there and do the same thing. So they tire Timmy them out. Timmy is a contest. hard runner, I will he say. Is. If there's yes. anyone who can who can do it, it's him. But you, you're probably thinking there might be some better VC options this week. He is. Now, I still think that he is definitely a VC option, but yep. I just... Oh. I hesitate to say that, okay, there's no ruck at Essendon and that's why they're a good matchup, matchup because Sam Draper's not the best ruckman in the world anyway and they still were a hard matchup. So um, that was an interesting one that he's come back into the side and obviously you still have uh, no one else dropped from 
uh, Brian, and I think also Peter Wright, who also does a bit of rucking there as well. So they have three potential players to play in the ruck there. Next piece of news you've got written here, you said no blank for Hawks. Have you forgotten to put this person's name in? Or uh, <laughs> no. You said no blank. Is there meant to be someone's name? No, the, blank is the person's name. Mate. Oh, you mean yeah. blank like the, the player, the not player. blank like omitted. Oh, I understand. Yes. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, I and think I have misspelled the name there. So, uh. <laughs> Well, let's talk about, because we don't really care about old blanky, but no. we do care about what James Sicily's doing and the role that he's playing in, because we kind of yes. know at this point that if he's forced to play a little more accountable, yes. then it's not necessarily conducive to scoring. The other little thing that I want to say that I, I have seen out there as well is that there was a certain tiger named yes, that I might have been too. might have been linked to a little bit of attention for the sick dog. We kind of mentioned this on uh, Monday's show that has um, sort of North Melbourne maybe thrown a little blueprint out there. Mm. The other thing that I want to mention too is I don't know whether Sicily helps his chances when he comes out in the post-game interview of that yeah. game and says, oh, I didn't really like the person running around with me. Yeah. If I'm the other coach, I'm thinking, oh, you didn't like it? Yeah. Okay. Let's, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's do it. You know what I mean? See, it's so, funny. I was watching that press conference like after the game as well and as like someone who was planning on trading him in, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, he's if he gets no tag next week to Richmond, he's going to go nuts. Yeah. Um, but now I'm a bit hesitant with the blank thing combined with the rumours of uh, Ryan Mansell. Mansell yeah. um, he's fallen down my rankings in terms of trade targets um, and also the big boys. He, he was earlier in the week in there. He will not. I'm here there okay. today now. Okay. But I think that is very interesting and uh, also Seamus Mitchell coming back in. So you've got sort of um, another small defender coming into the side with no small defenders coming out of the side with Lloyd Meek and Fergie Green uh, omitted. So, yeah, very interesting. I think that doesn't fill me with confidence in terms of trading in a James Sicily, who I was keen on despite his tag score last week. But, yeah. yeah, now not so much. I think he's a really interesting just prospect for everyone this week, whether you own him from last week, whether you're looking at trading him yeah. in, whether you're staying off him. So I'd be interested, people in the comments, because we've got some very creden- well-credentialed people listening in the comments at the yes. moment. We've got Bindi there, we've got Mini Monks in there, we've got, um, there. We've got Guesty listening along. So give, give us a little bit of a, opinion there in the comments. What do you guys think of uh, Sicily this week? Yeah, is he is in your plans? Because a lot of people jumped on early, and um, for those who didn't, uh, I now think that it's kind of a wait and see because the other thing is you're, you're waiting for next week because we've got the Saints next week. So, like you, you kind of want him to ha- you want, want to have him for that matchup. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Oh uh, man, there's I mean there's still every we say these things, but there's still every chance he goes huge. So. Absolutely. Um, uh, the next observation here from teams: Patrick Cripps and Adam Chera out. Still no Kennedy as well yep. in the uh, the Carlton midfield. So. This affects, I think, a few people. Uh, I think a lot of the talk is going to George Hewitt as a cheap option, as a guy who could potentially cover a Rory Laird out this week. But I also want to spend time talking about <laughs> Sam Doherty. Um, See what Bindi said? What did Bindi say? That's good. Sicily is nice, but I... Pre- <laughs> oh, like that. I approve that one. <laughs> very well done. Very well done. You guys have been hanging out too much, I reckon. I, th- I think I'm just going to say that next episode and claim it as my own. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's game over, mate. <laughs> oh, what do you there's mean? A, there's a little joke here that I'm going to tell later. But, oh, no. <laughs> um, I'm but being yeah. set up here. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, I think that we should also talk about Doherty as a potential beneficiary yeah. for Patrick Cripps and Chera being out. Because who's going to be their midfield this week? You've got Sam Walsh. You've got George Hewitt in there. I think Doherty is every chance to be that third or fourth guy with maybe a... Um, who's the other guy I'm talking about? The tagger. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Kerno is the guy I'm thinking yeah. about. I think they're the four guys that are going to be spending the most time in the midfield, right? I don't think it's the worst take you've ever had. And the other thing too is it's a juicy matchup. So, exactly. Um, West Coast. Yeah, if we hadn't had the, the sort of Laird news... Um, I think I'd be looking to to bring in Doherty over Sicily this week. Absolutely. But, um, 
now that we've had the lead thing, I still want to try and get some sort of like benefit um, from my trades this week. So I'm kind of going elsewhere. We'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah, for sure. So that's interesting one to keep an eye on. Dunkley yep. is back. Just a small little note there. Do uh, We'll talk about him later in the trade targets. Darcy Cameron is also back. Uh, so straight back in after he's been Speak. carted off on Do, the... Uh, yeah, I wonder, wonder if he re-entered on the golf buggy too. <laughs> Wouldn't that be all time? Just like, I'm back, boys. <laughs> I'm back. We're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> oh, that'd be, that'd be pretty epic. Um, and also Lloyd and Chad Warner are back. So a few players coming back and Hayden Young is another one Sarong as well so lots yeah. of players coming back Hayden Young's an interesting one because I thought he'd be out longer but just the one week for him um, after being in a moon boot and saying that he was hopeful to get back for the end of the season uh, yeah no golf cart so he's good to go you know I'm a little bit worried for our mate Callum Mills this week to be fair I'm, yeah I'm a little bit concerned with just well, so Lloyd's back Warner's back we thought Dane Rampey, who was supposed to get two weeks, avoided got, suspension. Yeah, yeah. So, well done, Crazy, whoever, whoever uh, was yeah. uh, arguing for Sydney there. Yeah, Very well done. Very but, lucky so, there. But so, what, what does this mean for Callum Mills? Well, I think there's like a couple of things here. It's maybe positive that you've got Lloyd and Rampey back because maybe it means less time behind the ball, but then Warner coming back in, what does that mean for his like on-the-ball role? But it's just nothing has filled me with confidence no. thus far in owning... Um, in owning Mills, the biggest for the concern time. for me was that last week he had the role. Yep, um, he was in there enough. I just there was patches of the game where he went completely missing. But those, and that's not the Callum Mills that I thought we'd get. You know when he's playing that role, yeah. and um, I think the emergence of Errol Goulden as that thirsty kind of guy that's getting all those. But he's playing plus on the sixes. wing. He's not even playing. In- yeah, but he's a different breed. Um, as is. someone who's watched him very closely as a non-owner for several <laughs> weeks, um, it's just I think I think the the Goulden just shaves off that ceiling for Mills, and he's kind of yeah. you know, doing all that you know grunt work inside and not getting the points associated with sort of the outside ball that yeah. you might typically get. I think it's so, a fair um, call. even if he is in the midfield, I don't see him being the Mills of last year yep. right now. Yep. Could change, but on top of that, do you think there's uh, a risk of him going in the back line like we've seen before or do you think he's still going to be We've seen that w- whenever Horse Longmire wants to stem the tide of the game it's basically he's basically just pointing Mills go back and Mills yeah. just goes and sits in a hole and it's just it's so Melican's out it's absolute um, shit free scoring so Yeah Warner's out I think there is a, maybe a risk the rampy avoiding suspension yeah, helps that a lot. I think. But. I think to to an extent, it's kind of a mute point because if you don't own him, you're not trading him in. If you do own him, you're probably not trading him out. You probably want to do something oh, else I don't know, anyway. You could so, trade him out, definitely. Oh, with the Laird bullet, it. Well, I guess if you don't have any other, if your your team's complete otherwise, then yeah, potentially. Yeah. But, um, the other thing that we haven't jotted down here that I want to talk to you about is yeah. um the rumours that potentially Big Shawnee Das is could be sent right. off for su- surgery. Yes. So I read an Ending article his season. I think could and be I, the. Play. I read an article that that would either be um, confirmed or, or denied by early next week. So okay. there's is an interesting sort of limbo period here where if people look to trade into Luke Jackson this week and then it comes out early next week that Shawnee Das is going to try and get back, then yeah. that kind of sucks. But if, if Shawnee Das is out the rest of the season... I think there's a very serious case to be made for a DPP ruck forward in Luke Jackson that's going to be the solo ruck. Absolutely. And he's coming up against Sydney, who are probably one of the easiest matchups for Ruckman this week. Well, this so. is the discussion point. is like If you don't know if Sean um, Darcy is confirmed out for the rest of the season until next week, do you pull the trigger early this week on Luke Jackson? Yeah, I think you could. I think it's a, it's a play definitely you could make. Um, I'd be a little bit concerned just because I think there was a... Luke Jackson was rumoured to be pretty sore even just like a couple of weeks ago or something like that. So... I don't know if he's 100% like fit, firing and ready to go. Um, that was part of the article for what 
it's worth. They've yeah. said he's over that and he's kind okay. of... All right. well, I, I don't mind it. I think, yeah. I think it's right. definitely a play. I we think can discuss it still could be an option well. next week, though. So I don't think it's like a, you have to go this yeah, week. Yeah, he's got a break even. But you might like, get an instant reward. Yeah. yeah. Break even of like 105. So, like you said, he's not going to escape you. The last little note here is obviously the Marcus Windhager one for the Saints. He's on that extended bench. Oh, yeah. And as the uh, traders pointed out, there's some there's some good names on that extended bench I there. I was listening to that today, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, just a little bit of potential that he might be either used as a sub or dropped completely. So, you've got Gresham, who you think would be in there. Dan Butler, who I'd imagine, you know, yeah. plays. Um, then you've got Billings. You'd have to think he's in there. Hunter Clark. Stocker, I actually think he's probably dropped. Yeah, I mean, it, it well, would I mean, be... We'll find out in 15 minutes. Yeah, but, yeah. it'd be pretty rough coming off, um, you know, the, the big 100 that he had last week, which saved a lot yeah. of coaches. But yeah, stay tuned on that Contrary one. Contrary to popular belief, fantasy, uh, AFL coaches don't look at fantasy <laughs> when, they, Mate, when they pick their I'm teams. telling you, I reckon they bloody do. I reckon they sort by fantasy. <laughs> I definitely would. Yeah. Now, All right, let's, before, we, uh, before we tuck into some trade targets, to take the quick opportunity to mention the Content Creators Cup. And I particularly want to mention, because I know that Guest is hiding in the comments there, and uh, there's a big matchup this week at the top of the table. Mitchman's taking on the uh, the gerbils. So, uh, it's, top of the table clash, last round of the regular season. That's it. It's basically winner Ooh. is the minor premier. Minor so, premiership on the line. I know, um, I know Mitch has been telling me all week in private this is going to be an easy matchup. He's going to shit it in. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what guest he has to say to that in the comments. But remembering that the Content Creators Cup um, is uh, sort of targeted there at a good cause as well. So guess his company, Infinite Wealth, is going to be donating some money to charity at the conclusion of the um, – the season, and uh, he's also offering some uh, some free sort of financial advice, a financial program. You can see that on the screen, uh, infinitewealth.com.au forward slash AFL yeah. fantasy is where you can access that for fantasy coaches. Go and check it out and get yourself educated and earn yourself lots of money. I know it's been a, a great sort of... Uh, money, money. Great sort of uh, program that I've gone through that I've really, really enjoyed. All right. Beautiful. Let's talk about some Let's talk trade, some trade targets. targets. We'll talk again. We'll kind of just brush through the downgrade targets because I don't think a lot of people are going to be going there this week. But number one, I've got here Cooper Harvey, just based on job security. Yeah. He's going to keep making cash. Um, What's he priced? What's he priced? Like two fifty, I want to say. Oh, it's not as bad as I actually thought. He is. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think he's there. Sam Banks has been there for a couple of weeks. He's yep. still cheap. You can go there. Um, there's a few extended bench guys that could be there that are two hundred k. Luke Nankervis and James Cheetus, I think I want to say it is. Cheetus, yeah. Oh, I've heard that one. getting around. And I believe there's another 200K player that was um, named. I think at this stage, if if you need to, if there's a 200K player who's named, I'm happy if you, you're trading them in. Yeah. And, um, just trying to maximize that cash on the ground. So I don't think it's hugely relevant at this point, depending on you'd rather options on the bench and who else you have to cash out in yeah. the next few weeks. No, I'm glad you cleared that up because that was going to be my follow-up question to you. Are we at that point where it, it is a bit less relevant? And I think um, I'm sort of at that point with my team, whereas I, I'm not going to go to a Cooper Harvey if I can get the guy that yeah. I really want on the other end by going to Absolutely. the 200K. So yeah. with how many weeks we've we got to go? Six, uh, six weeks. weeks. Six yeah. weeks to go. So you've got, it's and like, you, you're probably maybe not doing a downgrade this week. So you've yeah. got at most, you know, three or four downgrades left. Yeah. And I look at my, my bench. I've got Campbell Chester there who I can downgrade. Um, I've still got a Windhager there who I can downgrade. I've already got a Cooper Harvey, so he's maybe someone I can make 100K on. So yeah. um, a lot of people will be in a similar boat, so you don't need to go up to those guys if you've got you know three or four, three, three plus sort of guys on your bench there. It may be just a heartbeat as, a, as an emergency sort of thing. 
Definitely. Time to go balls deep, guys. Just go for it. Let's go. All right. So, upgrade targets. Upgrade targets. So, if we're looking in that Uber premium bracket, um, we start the list at Sam Doherty. I think there's a combination of reasons that we've already touched on is we know he's, firstly, an Uber premium. Secondly, yep. he's guaranteed top in his line. And then, Match sugar. Up. Sugar, sugar hit sugar, right sugar. now. So, yeah, we definitely. I mean, I've I've said this a few times. You don't have, you don't judge a trade based on the first week, but we are six weeks from the end of the season. Yeah. We start now having to judge a trade by the first week. So yep. it's all about targeting runs. It's about targeting matchups at this point. So for me, Sam Doherty, if you don't have him, a lot of people did jump on him a few a couple of weeks ago. But if you don't, I think now is the perfect time to trade him in. I would personally. I don't know if you're feeling different, but yep. I would personally be trading Doherty in over a premium midfielder if you've got the Rory Laird injury and put a midfielder into your... Uh, sorry, a defender into your midfield because I think Sam Doherty could have a big week this week and uh, next week you can sort of trade that defender out. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. And there's a few midfielders that you might want to just have a little bit more of a look at prior to to going and grabbing them. So like a guy like, you know, Caleb Strong is coming off a week. He should be all right, yeah. but no problems. Then you've got, um, I know Dunkley, most people will eventually have in their forward line, but you want to have yeah. a look at him as well. So yeah, I don't mind that. Number two, I've got Darcy Parrish, who okay. I do really like. You, um, you, but he fallen for this guy, I reckon. You didn't hate yeah, him. Yeah, I've had him. Season. I've had it, I've had my eye on him, and I've wanted to get him in. I don't know with um, you know a couple of moves I'm going to be making if I if I will this season, but I'm just eyeing in a few weeks that he has a North Melbourne and a West Coast matchup back to back. So again, okay. in terms of like prioritizing matchups for the end, rest of the season, if you've got two out of your six remaining games is the easiest two teams to score against for mids. He's also had an extremely high floor this season. He's lowly owned inside the top 100 and top 1,000. I think he is, if you're looking for a midfielder, he, to me, is the best like-for-like trade for a Rory Laird um, is a Darcy Parrish. And from what what we've seen this season as well, there's not going to be any teams that are paying attention to Parrish before they do no. merit. Merit's, he's he's going to be left to his own chair. thing. Merit, that, yeah. That's exactly what Parrish thrives in. Yeah. Merritt's changed my opinion on him this year, big time. He's played really well oh. from a footy point of view yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. So, yeah. And um, number three, I have Caleb Sarong there. I like him as a scorer more in isolation, but his run compared to Parrish, I think, is a little bit worse. Um, he's not as unique as Parrish either because a lot of people did hold him. I think he is down a little bit, maybe at like 30. 5% or something. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thing like that in the top 100 and top 1,000. So um, he is still unique-ish, yeah. um, but not as unique as Parrish. And I think the matchup and uh, the run for Sarong is a little bit worse, but he's been so consistent this year. Um, I don't think he can really disappoint you. Um, so I, I like those top three pretty clearly if you're looking at that 900 plus. Uh, K bracket 
And then at number four, I have Sicily, if you're trying to get him in. And fingers crossed, he, he goes well against Richmond. But um, he was higher on this list before the teams dropped and blank wasn't named. Yeah. Uh, all the just, talk about Mansell, so I've dropped him down a little bit. Yeah, a few question marks. And, and I think most of the people that um, sort of commented on that previously did mention, did sort of agree with us in saying yeah. that there are a few question marks kind of stacking up there with Sicily. So, so I, I was really keen to get him into my team because I really wanted to have him for next week's matchup yep. as well as this week's matchup. But... I think now it's sort of like a not this week uh, with a few yeah a few too many question marks. Yeah, fair enough. I then have Josh Dunkley. I personally think I I don't want to trade him in this week because Ge- Geelong. I think Geelong tough matchup. One fifty break even. Yep. So he's not going to be more expensive next week. Um, and also just soft the tissue. fact soft tissue coming off a calf. It's just a little bit risky. We're great minds, mate. We're just on the same page. <sighs> Yeah, you just you just reading my notes here and reading the notes. You didn't <laughs> even write that, you shithead. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, and so I've I've got him in there. And at number six, he just kind of snuck into this bracket. Stephen Cornelio. I just yeah. think, um, yeah, the Giants actually have a really tough run coming up as well. And he's he's been trading a lot over the last few weeks. That I think you could maybe go something a bit more unique than a, than a Cogs at this point. Uh this week are you um, sort of preferencing? sidewaysing Laird to one of these Uber premiums or are you preferencing the Laird down to like an, an LDU, a steal, these guys or is it just completely team dependent? Oh, yeah, I was just going to shout out to uh, Mini Monk that it is team dependent uh, because that's okay. his catchphrase but I think that there are a lot of good value options this yeah. this week. Um, I do still really like Doherty and Parrish probably the most out of those, those top guys so yeah. if you say, for example, traded some injured players last year in banks a lot of cash and you can just do a sideways and still improve another underperforming guy up to a better player in another line you know without having to go down yep. I like that I think I'd, I probably would do that if you need a little bit of cash from you know a lead down to one of these other guys we're going to talk about in a second to improve on the other side then I like that a bit more um, okay. for example so, so it is dependent what, it, it what is you dependent do on what you do what cash you've got what other holes you've got to fix in your side but there are some good options here I think um, highlighted by the number one guy which you know probably isn't a trade from Laird but if you don't have English if you don't have Marshall I think you almost have to go Max Gorn is Grundy back? I thought Grundy was back no I think he's in the extended bench uh, for the Sunday squad so he's not back okay. we'll, we'll confirm so that at 5 o'clock find but, out. but surely not he can't be actually back after that performance from Max Gordon. I thought, I don't know, I'm reading something. I thought I saw something, but I, I am prone to just absolutely making something up. <laughs> well, nowhere, okay. So. If Grundy is back, then oh, yeah, he said in Grundy, but that's Sunday squad. So maybe, okay. I don't know if that's what you saw, but he's in the extended squad. So I don't think we'll see him there. If Grundy's not there, then Gorn could go on to be the top averaging uh, Ruckman from here on in, eh? He's, yeah. He's a beast. Well, it, I think a few people pointed out this week, but we haven't seen Gorn as a solo ruck for three years. Like, he's been... That makes me cranky from a fantasy perspective. I know. Like, this guy has been like a 60% CBA ruckman for the last three years and he's still averaging 100 um, things, so... 100% in the team, I reckon. Oh, says uh, Magic Cup. Well, scratch everything I said there. If (laughs) Grunny's in, you don't trade him in. But if he's not, um, then I would definitely go to Gorn. But, okay, we'll confirm that in five minutes, (laughs) I guess. Um, But I think that if if he's not in... um, Granny, that is, then Gorn is a slam dunk pick, in my opinion. Okay. Um, Selfishly, I want to talk about these, this next kind of handful of players. Yeah, so let, this let's just kind of lump. Conversation. They're a little bit sort of differently priced, but let's talk like LDU Steel, Tuke Miller to a kind of lesser extent. Yeah. This And the reason I want to talk about it is because obviously, you know, my trade's I kind think, of. I think a lot of people will here. be 
deciding between these three. So layered down to LDU banks, you cash to potentially do something cash, yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. So is is what we've seen from LDU in the last two weeks real? Is it real? I think so. I, I we think thought this was going to be the start of the season. Validation. Validation. <laughs> you can't call yeah. it validation. We, uh, I tweeted LD useless earlier in the year. This is not validation. Yeah, well, I think I think after he was that super duper laid out that I was swearing across, you know, the, you know, across the, the, oh, way, yeah, the other yeah. day when, um, <laughs> you know, back in round three or whatever it was, I think he's been playing hurt those, those rounds um, and he wasn't 100%. He, he's a gun player. Yeah. He, he, Fills the, the, the categories, uh, the stat categories. Grundy's playing VFL. Well, guys, stop. You're doing my head in here. <laughs> Grundy, right. we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, he is definitely... Um, I think he's definitely back. I think this is okay. the real LDU. I think that... I've got him number one because of the price. Yep. Because he's got an amazing run. He does. So he's got Saints and then West Coast. Yeah. He also is... In my eyes, the clear number one guy in the midfield over at North. Yep. And so the points, you know, to use some, uh, some people talk about like market share of point mm. scoring, AFL fantasy points. Yep. Um, he's going to be having the, the majority of it. The other thing too, to these other two. you don't have to look back too far to find evidence that he can do it for like a reasonably sustained period. Yes. So if you go back to see what he did last year, I'm pretty sure it was kind of like post-buy, might have yeah. been a little bit further and, on. And but post-buy... And it's on a just as a terrible team as well. Yeah, like, so, so well, I think he averaged like 108 post-buy or something like yeah. that. And he had a couple of tag games in there as well. So, so th- there's evidence to show that this guy can do it. The only thing that I would just say that I really didn't like when I was watching earlier in the season was like the, this kind of like disinterested feel but I don't know whether that just comes with he was being he was hampered by injury that's yeah. now that's now all good I, I don't know he looked, but he looked very interested last week I'll tell you that much yeah. <laughs> you don't score 140 yeah. disinterested <laughs> yeah he looked very interested so I, I personally have him ahead yeah um, I just I think that he's he's set for a big finish to the year. Yeah. Um, and I like the fact that he's not having to share with a, a few other guys. Where at Jack Steele and Tuke Miller, their midfields are actually pretty stacked. Um, we talk about the Saints. Brad Crouch, yep. Jack Steele, um, Sinclair in there as well. Yep. Um, Rowan Marshall gets his hand Rowan on the Rowan Marshall, the he gets the ball like they would like it in his eye. Wangany Miller's hands as well. Yep. Like yep. There's a bunch of guys there to, to get a lot of fantasy points. And how yep. many can you have? I'll throw a stat to you that that I kind of was a bit shocked by. Jack Steele has only had 30 touches this season once. He he cuddles. When he gets gets his big scores, he cuddles. So so this is what was missing for him in those games. He's obviously playing hampered. He's missing the tackles. So if you're looking at Jack Steele and you're looking at which which stat line do you think is indicative of Jack Steele performing at his best... Yeah, it's his cuddles, and then you add five or six marks in there as well. So, so here's here's another thing. Every time that he's gone over one twenty, he's yeah. had ten plus tackles. So every time he's gone over a hundred, he's had ten plus tackles in all bar two of them. So it's Is, so you can look at that at two different ways. Is it realistic to expect him to get ten plus tackles in a game? Like, is that is that something that we can? Bank on? I don't think it's something we can bank on, but if you look across the league and say that like, there's a handful of guys that could go on to average... He's one of them. Yes. Yes. But I don't definitely. think it's something you bank on, especially considering he's got a teammate that had like 18 tackles a few yeah, weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. So, so you can look at that two different ways. You can look at, oh, well, he, he tackles a lot, and if he gets 30 disposals one game, he could have a massive score. Yeah. That's true. You could also look at on the flip side that if he has a game where he only has five or six tackles. All the game's not contested, gets yeah, on the outside. Then he may have an, a dud score 80 or 90. So it's you could look at a few different ways. So so the person that you're sort of comparing him to in your mind this week is Tuke Miller. Tuke so Miller. 
What what's I know you're leaning towards Took. Give us a little bit of a justification why. I'm leaning more towards Took just because of the uniqueness of him and and a, and a person in my position on you know, just outside the 300 ranked <laughs> uh, spot. And uh, steals an octopus. octopus. Good call, Mitty Mug. Just yeah. extend our hands. Like, uh, what's that? What's that he fucking superhero with the stretchy hands? Tools. Yeah, which I've stolen <laughs> <laughs> immediately from. The, from the no, don't reference it. That's yeah. great gear, Mitch. Did you come up with that yourself? Very original gear, right there, mate. But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, no. He, if, like we said, if anyone can do it, so uh, steal. But but two tackles as well. Two loves a tackle. He yeah. loves a cuddle. Yep. Um, and. He'll well, look a fucking brick shit house too. He'd love he's, a tackle. He's still coming back. Sixty nine percent, I think. CBA uh, time on ground. Then seventy six. Yes. Yeah, shout, Dave, shout out to <laughs> the yeah. rarest Magic Boys. Um, and then seventy six last week. So I expect him to be sort of like that mid eighties kind of guy. So maybe we'll see another uptick. Again, though, sharing it with like Noah Ned, Anderson, Ned Flanders, Ned Flanders, <laughs> Sam Flanders, and uh, and Matty Real. But the thing that encourages me a little bit, and maybe this is me just talking myself into it, Noah Anderson's actually playing at such a good level right now that perhaps he is now the tag target, leaving Took a little bit more freed up, potentially, in yeah. terms of like opposition just paying a bit more attention to Noah, which in years gone past, it was yeah, it was reversed. Right um, yeah, so I think that, that, that could helps. potentially be a week-to-week thing. And it depends how, like you said, Took kind of progresses for the rest of the year, I think, yeah. as to where that attention goes. But The other argument is that Noah, uh, sorry, um, the Gold Coast Suns have a tougher run. Yes, I did hear is, that this week. Which is definitely true. Yeah. Um, I would definitely agree with that, that Saints have a better run. So if you were a betting man, maybe you would say... You know, Steele probably is more favoured to score more from yep. here on out. But I think if you're in a certain position like myself, taking the gamble and going for a Tuke Miller is definitely justified. Yeah, I think that's... And like we said, sort of stealing uh, a phrase from Minimark is it's team dependent. It's rank dependent. Yeah. You're in a position now where, you know, what do you stand to lose from going, say, you know, from, from swinging for the fences here? you sort of right on the cusp of hat territory, you yeah. have a bit of a swing, and if you end up finishing 500th, then, you know, yeah. so be it. Yeah, you had to go. So I, I think those um, those guys are all great options this week. And then the other two guys in the forward line, I think I would have them further behind some yeah. of these guys. They're less, less sure of things. Uh, I've got Luke Jackson ahead of Sam Flanders. Yeah. Um, I just really like the matchup yep. coming up later on. Uh, Basically, the rest of the year, he's got great matchups for the next several weeks. He comes up against Soldo, I think, the week after, um, and has Sydney this week as well. I hope I've got that. Maybe I'm confusing Gorn with that. Um, but I know he's got a, a yeah. good few matchups coming up. So I think that he's someone that could score in line with that F6, which is a tricky position at the moment. Definitely but is. But Sam Flanders, there's a world where he scores 90 plus for from now the rest of the season but mm. I'm less confident can I again selfishly uh, run my kind of spicy little situation by yeah. you and, yeah, and by I'm, some of the people in the comments as well this is spicy so what I'm considering doing this week is Laird down to LDU in the midfield yep. and then I've actually I've actually still got Sheldrick because I haven't been able to move him I can use the money from Laird uh, to LDU to take Sheldrick to a Flanders, yes, and that actually becomes sort of a twenty-third option that I can have a go at looping. Um, if Caleb Daniel scores poorly tonight, I could bring Flanders into my forward line as like the the potential backup. And then if LD, if um, Caleb Daniel actually goes alright, I could move Flanders up into the midfield, and I could actually have a, another look at Callum Mills. So, how do you feel about that whole situation where you start to bring in like a twenty-third viable kind of? Yeah, guy? this has been thrown up a few different places, and I don't mind it. I think. Um, in an ideal scenario, if you're looking for a 23rd premium, 
you've ticked all the boxes of. We're using premium loosely here. Yeah, like he's like he's better than a rookie. Yeah, let's, let's give him that. And there is a world where he's sort of like around that F six mark. But yeah. in an ideal world, you tick off all the the big ticket items in terms of you've got all the the big four forwards. You've got yeah. Errol. You've got um, uh, Taranto. You've got Connor Rosie. You've probably got Cogs, ideally. You've got Bont, Merritt, Brayshaw, all these kind of guys that you must have, Dawson, Dacos. You've got all those guys. And then those guys that are a bit more questionable, on any given week they could outscore each other. Doing that loop situation could be a way for you to sort of get ahead. So I like it in that scenario. Or I think in your scenario, I think you were saying that you can't actually get to any of those guys this week. Yeah, so even if so, a layer down to LDU doesn't give me enough cash to take like Himmelberg to... I think the the highest person I could get to with Himmelberg might be like a um, Walsh or something like that. Or something like that. Yeah, somewhere in that bracket. And I'm just like, I'm not... doesn't you know, fill me full of confidence. So th- then I thought, okay, well, maybe there's this option to do something spicy. Uh, Mini Monk seems to be suggesting that he might be doing something sort of down a similar um, line. Um, and yeah. it, the only thing that it sort of pisses me off a little bit is it, it does still mean that Himmelberg's still running around, um, you know, with the Oxlongs and I still don't have Sicily, I still don't have Doc, but kind of, the bullets have kind of dictated that. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not probably not a move that maybe you'd planned out to do at the start of the week, yeah. but I think that it's it's a very intriguing play, and I think there is definitely well where it works out. I'm interested. Just I, I want you to do it just so I can watch it and see, see what happens. See what happens. See if and, I manage uh, to fuck up the loops. And uh, <laughs> like you know, just have a crack, and and uh, it could be a good bit of learning for next year and something to sort of discover is this a viable play or not. But, yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, so true. I'll be the case study. Yeah, from where I'm ranked, it doesn't matter. So <laughs> I, I like the move. Though. Should we have a bit of a look at the teams? I can see some people in the comments are. Um, Yes. Is Max Gorn rucking solo or is Grundy back in? Uh, looks like he's rucking solo. So, jeez, okay. everyone's stressing me out a bit there. Yeah. But, <laughs> but no, Max Gorn, I think if you don't have English, if you don't have um, Marshall... Differentiate yourself. Get him in. I think he, yeah. he could easily match those guys, if not outperform them the last uh, several no. weeks of the season. Any so. other news there? I think I saw um, Jack Zebel has been... Put on uh, the chopping block. What's he been doing? Let's just get out of that Melbourne game. Uh, yeah, Zeebel's being managed again. So what does that not? mean for Sheasel? Because there'll be a few people wanting to... Well, I feel like he's been the sub the last several weeks, hasn't he? So does that mean he's managed as the sub again? Um, the other thing that I should note here is Todd Goldstein is in. Yeah. Um, which is noteworthy in terms of like a Marshall matchup because they still have... They, they go in the, the ex-Airy Goldstein combo. They're, and they're interestingly restrictive when Goldstein plays, aren't they? They're more restrictive under Goldstein than they have been in Cherry, Cherry, but yeah. recently they've actually been giving up a lot of points okay. um, to Rucks. So that is an interesting one. We'll talk big boys later. So what are you, what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on Sheasel? Is because a lot and of people Faye can't get a game because he's out as the sub again. <laughs> poor <laughs> so, bastard, poor, eh? poor bloke. But poor they're obviously bastard. trying to get into finals. Yeah, um, but nothing else really relevant there. And oh, of course, Windhager. He holds. So okay. Who did? Was it Billings that didn't? Um, no, I feel like they've done a little sneaky switcheroo here. So Butler, Windhager, Gresham, Clark all make it. Oh, sorry, Billings. Yeah, Billings. Yeah, Billings. yeah I thought of those yeah. names. Billings, that Billings would be there. Billings and Stocker. Okay, so Windhager is there. So breathe a sigh of relief if you had him on your field. Okay. Um, but uh, that's cool. Oh, mate, it's our favourite time of the week. You ready? Yeah, let's actually no. Hold on, let me go. Oh, okay, wait, right. whoa, 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 right. Oh, you you count go. me in, mate. Ready? Off we go. Oh, 
Get around the big boys. How are the big boys going? Are you still sort of there or thereabouts with the, the elite captain pickers around the land? Or oh, I'm the biggest of the boys. Fuck off. Since that whole debate, I actually haven't been keeping track a little bit. Oh, so, uh, maybe, maybe I'll... Uh, he's put the blinkers on. He says, I don't want to know. Depending on how I go this week, I'll, uh, I'll assess after this weekend. If I go good, I'll assess. If I don't, I'll just forget about if it. If he goes, I reckon he's going to come in wearing a fucking WWE championship belt. <laughs> if you guys well dun, 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 dun. this week seems tough there seems like there's a lot of kind of options there's that are at many, a similar level many options um, a lot of them were tough to choose I, I think I tweeted out earlier I think I've changed the order of the big boys this week more than any other round this season well that should um, fill everyone with great confidence this guy doesn't even know what he's doing the one guy <laughs> that has stayed in the same position the entire week though is my number one and that is Jordan Dawson. JD. Uh, Jordan Dawson is my number one. He's my favourite guy to fall back on. Plays on the Sunday, Sunday I think one of the Melbourne last games. Melbourne at the G. Yeah, 3.20, so very late on the Sunday. Uh, so he is my favourite guy to fall back on. He's just been so consistent. No Rory Laird. Um, big time game at the G him. too. Last time we played a big time game at the G, I recall it was Collingwood and I think he went bananas. Yeah, so, so that he, sounds good. He has gone 120 in all but one of his last seven games, which is just incredible. Um, and it doesn't look like slowing down. No. Just fills it up and I think no Robbie Laird. I'm very happy to fall back onto him. The rest of it is where it gets a bit, bit tricky because I think from two down to probably six or seven uh, are pretty tight for me. At number two for me, I don't think I've seen much love for this guy captains out there, but number two for me is Sam Doherty for the Carlton Blues playing against West Coast, potentially with an inside mid role the and p- with a few of their big uh, names out of this side. The potentially inside mid, I don't know how much you can hang your hat on that. Like it, it, No, but it just as a VC option, someone who... But I know you don't of- like to speculate with your VC. I know you'd like to... I do, but this, this round with so many options that I'm kind of like, okay. I don't mind going a bit of a pod VC option, someone okay. with a bit more ceiling when you can go into a Dawson who plays late in the round. That could be a unique little perspective there, I think, dock into Dawson. So, yeah, so but I mean, saying the defenders, but yeah, yeah. so I, I, that's that's where I've landed. Sam Doherty, number two, as a, uh, okay. as a decent option, which is why I was so hot on him as a trade-in target. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let us know your thoughts in the comment there. So in the comments, so Dawson, uh, Doherty as one and two, and then who, who rounds out the five there? Uh, number three, again, that was someone I've seen people talk about a lot, maybe with this Todd Goldstein thing. I'm not, I don't know, maybe rethink it a little bit, but Rowan Marshall, number three. If I look at the matchups for Ruckman in the last five, um, North Melbourne are actually giving up the second most and 75% of players go over their average with an average of uh, nearly 16 points higher than the average, which just absolutely smashes um, you know, a 120 score for a Rowan Marshall. You do have to put the C on him, however. You do have to put the C on him. And so that would be like you couldn't VC a Dawson and go into a... Um, Roma. Of Roma because the games are only basically an hour or just more than an hour apart. So yeah. if you wanted to take on the Jordan Dawson, then Rowan Marshall is probably the guy because his ceiling and his floor are both very high, but I actually really like him. I thought we'd be just rolling in options in tonight's game. Where are, where are Bonts and Merritts? Yeah, What's going on? Well, we'll, we'll get to him. Number okay, four, okay. I've got Errol Goulden. Um, now that I'm an Errol Goulden owner, I look on his uh, scoring much more favourably. <laughs> <laughs> he never made this list when you were an owner. What's going <laughs> never on? Never made it this high, but against Frio, it was one of the teams where he's gone 150 plus against. He's also gone 126 or higher in his last four matchups and his last five only as low as 108. And he's just playing an insanely high time on ground. 
Um, he's the kind of guy that... Off like the if, stadium, he's If you put the VC love. or the C on him, at least you know when you're watching that he's trying his best to help you out. <laughs> he's, he <laughs> if wants he's, that ball. Even if he's not scoring, you can see he desperately wants it. Yeah. He, he's the kind of guy that when the ball goes out on the full, he'll run from like 30 yeah. metres away to be yeah. the guy who takes the kick. Like he, he's a fantasy guy. Talking about like Steele only having 30 touches once this season, like this guy gets 30 touches uh, nearly every week. So yeah. he is at number four for me. Again, a great VC option with high ceiling, um, you know. Good form recently as well. Good matchup. Good ground. Okay. And number five is the first guy that's playing tonight in Marcus Bontempelli. Yep. Um, he's just an incredible player. Um, Such a high floor. Some people have flagged a potential tag. I know you hate talking about tags. Potential tag <laughs> coming me. from... Uh, who was who the guy that was going to go to him? Perkins? Archie Perkins? Potentially running with him? I think Selby, the P- great Potential man, tags is- why I don't already own LDU. And I'm <laughs> fucking 140 on the board. It's a VC. So you can have a throw and obviously, yeah, you, um, you know... Do, do it there, but yep. I don't know. Like the 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 good thing about Bond is his high floor. Yes. He's had a few ceiling games. He's p- pumped out I think three or four one forty plus games this yep. season. So he's number five. So he makes my top five. I just like a few of the other guys a bit higher than him. And then Tim Taranto is the other guy that I really like um, against the Hawks. We saw LDU go crazy against them last week. I think he could do a similar thing. The flag with Tim Taranto is Jacob Hopper. Okay. Since being back into the team. I don't know if Taranto is the 120-plus Taranto that he was with Hopper out of the team. He maybe is more of the 110 Taranto. Taranto played... With, uh, sorry, um, Hopper played a sort of extended yeah, period like at the start. Like he's still going to be great. Like He still makes number six, but I just... Maybe the ceiling. The ceiling just maybe a little bit down. Okay, okay. Um, just a little flag there. Yeah. Um, I'm not too worried about the tag because I think... They've been taking outside guys as opposed to inside guys. Okay. Um, so I actually think the tag might go to a Rioli this week. Yeah. Who do you think it'll go to? Is it Shea? I, I, I'd put money on the fact that they go to Rioli. Yeah, it'd be interesting to tag tag someone like Shea because if you put a tag on Shea, Shea's just going to go stand the forward line. You know, and then you and then it's just a defender. Like it's, yeah, it's not yeah, a tag. It's not yeah, a tag. It's yeah, just a defender. You're just playing defense um, on the guys. Yeah, so. I don't know. Maybe really. Uh, a few other guys I'll run through to, to round out the list. I've got Max Gorn at number seven up against Adelaide. Um, he could absolutely crush it again as that sole ruck. Tim English at number eight. Again, talking about Essendon being actually restrictive for rucks despite yeah. their poor ruck stocks. Um, Zach Merritt at number nine. I just think... Look, he could be higher. I could definitely see the argument for it. I think the Bulldogs do just restrict players and disposals a lot. Uh, last week, Errol Goulden was the only one that had more, I think, than 25 touches, and they've been doing that for most weeks. So um, merit has been good, but I think ceiling might not be there against a, player, a team like the Dogs. And then Nick Dacos. I wanted to put him higher, but in a big game... He's a beast. But Port Adelaide are still very restrictive. As good as he was last time, he didn't yeah. score over 120, so... I think tonight is going to be such an interesting watch because I think there's like there's people out there who like to throw the VC out on the first on the game. first game of the week. But the other thing too is I look at some of the names playing tonight, and it, it is hard for me to see that at least one of those guys doesn't yeah. go like a one thirty. There's yeah. the names that are there, so it'll just be interesting to see which of those guys pops if for any. For sure, for sure. Um, look, and I will say I think this is a very close round. I think a lot of these guys, like I said, I've shifted the order of these guys around a lot. So if you want to back your own gut in, I would 100% encourage yeah. you to do that this round. And if you wanted to take a pod VC this round, I think it is the round that you could potentially do that if you wanted to maybe you know, do something a bit unique yeah. and work your way up. That's like a little disclaimer, a little fine print <laughs> on the end little, of the big uh, boys. a little out clause, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes. Uh, very nice. Should we uh, perhaps talk some... Spicy takes. Let's do it. Olé, 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 olé. Hot, hot, hot. 
spicy takes for a spicy weekend. Spicy takes. Now, I'm I'm coming off a, a successful spicy take last week. Remind us. Yes, uh, I said that Sicily would go, I think, what did I say, under 80? Yeah. Um, and he would ruin uh, or ruin the weekend for all those that you know ruin their teams to get him in. So Yeah, you, uh, that was good. That's the first spicy take that you've genuinely got to and you haven't had to just like tweak the rules. Give so. <laughs> <laughs> yourself. I'm on a roll. So this one's <laughs> definitely happening. So I'm, I'm using my hot form to turn this into an optimistic oh. take for my team. Nice. Very Love. selfish spicy take for Love me. the positivity, man. Um, Jack McRae moves into the midfield and goes 120-plus this week on the back of the Dogs performing poorly. And uh, Bevo just moves those magnets around, and we see Jack McRae back in the mids. I I don't want to get on board your spicy take, because I suspect that the person who might suffer would be Caleb Daniel. But we... See your little helmet. We get out of there. mentioned, um, you know, just before we jumped on, that Bevo came out and, and quite publicly, is my understanding, backed Bailey Smith... Yeah. This week, and uh, like I even saw a tweet that it was like quite an emotional backing. Like he was oh, okay. very um, much Bevo like could, Bevo could do that. He, he's good at that. So um, if you come out and you back a guy like Bailey Smith, who's coming off probably one of the worst games of his career, are you just going to go Bailey just in the midfield this week, or are you going to go? I'm going to fuck you again. And maybe, you- <laughs> maybe he's pumping him up because he's then after that presser. Go on to Bailey, you're playing in the forward pocket again. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> just, he's pumped him up so he could deflate him. <laughs> exactly. Maybe that's why he's pumping him up because he knows he's going to give him a shit roll this week. I don't know, but oh, man. who fucking knows a Bevo? He doesn't know. He, he probably going to figure it out 20 minutes before the game. So. Just flipping a coin. Um, but yeah, Jack McRae, 120. Let's go. Now, my spicy take this week, it actually is not something that we'll be able to assess after the weekend of football. We're actually going to have to wait. We're going to have to. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to wait till next week. But my spicy take is that come Monday morning, every team in the AFL will have a fully detailed injury report list that will have, uh, you know, extended blurbs on the players and their injuries because I'm just, I'm a glass half full guy and I think that. The AFL is going to help us fantasy We're going to turn out. a corner and we're not going to have shady coaches in the It's AFL probably anymore. an optimistic uh, take as well. It's very spicy in my Have opinion. you seen that some um, clubs are getting like their strength and conditioning guy or their injury uh, person, whoever it is, to do like a video each week? Have you seen some of I those? I have seen that actually, yeah. And I... I some Respect can be that. Informative. That's yeah. good stuff. They do a video like this. Players tracking yeah. this way. This is the injury. Yeah. This. I, I like that. So get, you're get actually getting that. the person that knows what they're talking about, not the coach who's just like, oh yeah, what's yeah, I don't know. Yes, yeah, you know. uh, stiff groin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. got a stiff groin. Yeah, I mean, he sustained on Saturday evening after the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the clubs. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's maybe answer some of these good people's questions. If you've got some yes. questions, guys, or a spicy take you want to throw into the uh, the comment section over on YouTube, yep. do so now, and we'll uh, we'll scroll up and answer. Some of the questions in there as we go along. So, what have we got, Luke? Have we got some uh, got some good questions here. Let's have a little bit of a look. Stewart to Sicily or Keys to Cogs is an interesting one. What do you think about Keys this week with layered out? Is uh, that enough for you to? I think it's look. It doesn't really change my perspective because Keys had the role last week, so True. he had the second highest CBA. Definitely more of a defensive role, though. Like, does is it, he more? Yeah. Does it ball first role probably give me a little bit more confidence? Yes, it does. Is it? enough to make him a genuine trading target? I think with these two, Stewart to Sicily, Keys to Cogs, I'd still probably lock in Cogs because Sicily's just got a few flags. Yeah. Um, Stewart's probably more safer than a Keys. Yeah, I, I think so. I think you're getting a guy that you're like, we're pretty confident that he's going to be a top six defender. The Stewart to Sicily is a very unique play though because Stewart's very highly owned. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, so I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Uh, this uh, this one from Aaron uh, Kelly, LDU or Walsh. Very uh, interesting options there. I think he, I'm. He does mention that he likes the pain. Yeah, <laughs> those are guys that are on a lot of people's never again lists. I think. Yeah. Um, I actually had a look at Walsh this year, this week. Um, he's a guy I could afford. Carlton's run is actually very friendly. Um, I must say, because they've got West Coast obviously this week. No Crips, no Chera. Um, no, no Crips, no Chera. Um, the reason Walsh has been scoring, we've talked about his handball to kick ratio. Yeah. Um, he's not tackling as good as we want him to. Yeah. Um, he's collecting a lot of the ball. His time on ground has also been weirdly down as a guy who's you know typically admired for his fitness. Um, but he's got West Coast, Collingwood, St. Kilda. So three really good matchups in, in his next three. Um, his he's average a, versus those opponents are pretty good as well. So I don't mind it. I yeah. still would go LDU though. I think, yeah, he's he's a little cheaper than LDU, but like, yeah, he, he's mid only. And I think you're trading in a guy that you're not even yeah. close to the top eight mids the way we're looking at it at the moment. Yeah. If he was a forward, then I'd, I'd probably consider it as yeah. a bit of an option, but uh, not so much. I think that one, uh, yeah, LDU of those three options. Uh, one that we... I'm going to answer Longy's question here. What's he doing with uh, Green and Laird? What are you doing if you've got two of those injured guys still? Well, I think that's that's one of those ones where it sucks, but yeah. it's also you've got two guys with a fair bit of money on their head. You can pretty much do yeah. as you please. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I'd be looking to go if I don't have LDU... Um, I guess you could make some cash off one of them, but then the, yeah, the you thing go is, green to LDU, and then you but know, then you don't really to a par- parish or something like that. Yeah, you, you, you might even be able to afford a bond if you had a bit of cash in the bank still there. Yeah, if you, so didn't you have don't him. have him, yeah, I think that's the option. Would you would you do that? So you'd go down to LDU regardless. You wouldn't just kind of like sideways both of those guys to to Uber premiums in their own right. You would you would generate depends. the cash and then go to a Uber Uber premium. Depends on who you got. Um, you could have a look at the big boys there and sort of just, just go down the list and see who's going to score the most this round. Shameless and, uh, plug. <laughs> and uh, go that way. But like the those cheap guys are cheap. So sometimes we automatically default to like they're cheap so they're not going to score as well. But they could easily match those guys. And I think a lot of them have good matchups this week. So um, just because they're cheap doesn't mean they're not going to be the best scorers. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, not a bad question here from Josh. He says, is Windhager an option to field this week? Okay, we know that he's now in the team over a guy like um, Harry Himmelberg. And I think I saw somebody commented uh, before that um, who's JWS's big forward option that is out this week. Just check the team again. Yeah, Yeah. Hogan. And so does that, what does that mean for Himmelberg? I'm worried about him moving forward. Um, Yeah, I don't don't necessarily think he'll move forward. That's my um, thinking on it. But, you know, isolate that question. Would you be looking to field Windhager over... Um, Himmelberg is there a looping scenario in that uh, let me have a look at how Gold Coast have been for defenders in terms of matchups recently um, so they've been very average um, so very neutral kind of matchup there I potentially would oh, I potentially would do that I think that the North Melbourne matchup is a good one for Windhager yeah um, and you've also got the fact that he's going to be going up in price, making next week's trade a lot easier. Um, and so when you've got a 50-50 choice, I think take the cash, make next week's trade a bit easier. Um, I wonder if the trade-in target is different. Like if you can get a better player with um, someone like um, Himmelberg, then I would probably definitely But he's that. not looking as a trade target, is he? He's just looking Sorry, at as, as like a fielding. Who's oh, going to field? Yeah, because this is the thing is, well, you uh, could, could you even loop... 
Himmelberg, if you had a uh, like a Drury or someone, yeah, if you had a Drury, after, you could definitely loop you might be it. able to loop and have if, a look. If you don't, then you might have to make that choice. But yeah, um, I think I'd I think I'd go the Berg. Um, but if you had a looping option, definitely explore that. Yeah, to feel it probably still just back in the bird. Yeah. Okay, we're going to scroll all the way to the um, the bottom of the comments. So if you have any questions, keep them coming in now because we're just going to be working yeah. from the most recent comments down here. Getting Doherty this week for sure. Should I go one down and one up to get him? So Johnson and Wilmot, or should I just sideways from Laird? If you have the option to go one up, one down to get the premium you want and you can hold a guy that you think will be back next week. I think if you've still got a rookie on field, there is still a play. I think I think you do hold Laird. Um, is he guaranteed? He's off field, man. It's not guaranteed that he'll be back next week. No, it's not guaranteed. I think he's... like I'd, If you're choosing between like an injured player, I'd trade out Green more first before Laird. I think I'm optimistic he's back next week. Um, it's, it's a risky play for that reason, but... You've got to get the rookies off field. Um, yeah, you know, like in upgrade season, we would have said if this was upgrade season, one up, one down. You'd be holding Hold, yeah. lead. So for this team, you're technically still in upgrade season because you still got rookies on your field. So yeah. you've got to get that completed team. So in that situation, you could potentially hold a lead and and make that upgrade if the end result player is the same. Yeah, um, yeah. So. I think it's worthwhile. Um, Briggs to English and play Windhager or trade Laird and buy a shiny new toy from Mitchell. Um, I think I think I'd go Briggs up to English. You're getting English in. You know you're going to want go Briggs English. To or Briggs to Gorn. Gorn. Save 200k and you've got way more money to spend. Yeah, and I guess it depends. Would it depend where you're ranked for, for um, Mitchell here? No. Nah. You're just going to go? Just go Gorn. Yeah, I mean... Be, be different. Like, Gorn... Gorn. But that, that move falls flat on its face the minute Grundy comes back in. When is Grundy coming back in? Well, I if I was Melbourne, not this year. Yeah. But... Probably not the next two rounds, I would have thought. The way that they've sort of worded it, I don't think he's there the next two rounds. And then after that, you could just trade him out anyway. Yeah. Like, and just do a, do a little shuffle around. It's luxury trading season, so... Yeah. I think... Yeah, I think you would, regardless, go with the Briggs up and then um, yeah, Felix Ortega, and yeah. then you can hold that in but that explore, particular situation. Explore Max Gorn. Yep. Um, Trelaw, worth a look. Uh, the soft tissue stuff gets me. I, uh, I, I couldn't yeah. do that, Jared. I, I don't have faith in Trelaw. Um, I know people have been talking about him as an option, and he, he does have a lot of good scores on the board. Yeah. There's, there's, with with Trelaw, it's like, trade him in. He could be an absolute jet pick for you. But there's always that but of the soft tissue and yeah. you'd be kicking yourself if you traded in a guy. It's that not you, exactly cheap when yeah. you can get Trelaw in or save 40k and get a Tuke Miller. Yeah. yeah. I'm going Tuke every day of the week. Okay. Speaking of Tuke, uh, Dan wants us to rate in order LDU, Steel and Tuke. We talked about him before, but give us a definitive order. LDU, one. Yeah. Tuke, two. Yeah. Steel, three. Okay. And does, pro- and does price factor into that at all or is that just pure what you think? In terms of like, like what they're going to average, I think it's the same. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'd actually back the same order in for price and just who's going to score the most. LDU has a great run too. Now, they're all extremely close. Like, yeah. this is just my take. Like, I could very well be wrong. Just, uh, yeah. just so I make sure the We've, we've been wrong here. many times but that's, this year. That's my, you asked my opinion. That's my opinion. That's what I would say. Yeah. Hey, man, yeah. that's that's all we're doing on here is giving <laughs> <That's> everything. <laughs> people think we're talking facts. We don't know our ass from No, our actually, hold on. I'll take it back. Lock it in. That's it. <laughs> I'm, I'm from the future. I've seen it. Yeah, it's, um, that's what's happening. Mitch doesn't know shit from shoe polish. Um, Bailey Scott, have you seen what Bailey Scott's been doing? Yeah, I have. It's, it's I'm still going L- up, So um, Yeah, I'm still 800K. going LDU for that particular question, but Bailey Scott, if you could get on 10 weeks ago. to anyone who went with him like, yeah, five or six weeks ago, but 
no, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't go there. Well done, well Personally. done. 150-odd uh, people uh, listening to us two mugs chat fantasies. Oh. Pretty nice. Thank you very much for people. Where being... would you rather be on a Friday afternoon, really? We didn't even have beers to celebrate with 150 people, but um, we appreciate you guys tuning in, um, giving up your time. Let's maybe do two more, and then we'll, uh, then we'll sign off and uh, let Let's everyone go over and... do it. Let's do it. Make their trades. Let's go here. What do I do with Laird, Hobbs, or Briggs from Virgil? So I'm assuming he's got all those players and he's just making the choice of whether to move them on. I think I've answered a couple of questions similar to this this week. And I'm actually of the opinion that depending on your forward line and if Hobbs is your F6, because there's so many unsure people in the F6 position, I actually like getting rid of Briggs and Laird and bringing in a Gorn and another elite premium midfielder option. You know, maybe looping, putting the emergency on a Hobbs this week. Hopefully, if you've got a Windhager or something like that, yeah. if he scores shit, you can go into a, a Windhager and do that this week. So you'd basically um, go Laird to LDU and then Briggs to, to Gorn is what you do in that situation. Yeah, I mean, and or you, if you don't you have if you don't have like a, an Uber premium or something like that, then you can maybe chase that and get instant points. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's where I'd go because of the uncertainty of the best options in F6. Whereas next week, you could maybe more confidently go a Hobbs to Dunkley. Yeah, if you bank a bit of cash or something like that. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, Sarong or LDU? Um, From Mark? Sarong, Sarong, I like. I really like Sarong. Um, I think that he has displayed a very high floor. I think, again, it comes down to the fixture for me. So he's got Sydney, Geelong, Brisbane over his next three. He then has the West Coast matchup, but then immediately after he has Port. So um, four out of his next five games are actually quite tough. Uh, in terms of points per mids. Um, so that's just the, the tiebreaker for me, going LDU plus you save another 170K and, and what you can do with that either this week or next week um, to me is still definitely worth considering. Okay, last question here. We'll uh, go with Bram. Uh, LDU and Sheasel or Steele and Jackson or Parrish and Flanders or sort of a mixture. We're looking for a mid and forward. We haven't talked about Sheasel much. What, what are your thoughts just before we answer this specific question? What are your thoughts on Sheasel as a trade-in target? I don't know whether it's like a it's like a mental barrier for me to have a trade, a traded out a rookie <laughs> and then to trade one back in. Yeah. Um, but I can see a scenario where it doesn't work, where it works out to be an okay move. I think I, so. He's got Saints this week and as a defender, that's the best matchup in the game. So. Yeah, my gut says to me that he's not going to go massive ceilings kind of anymore. I feel like he's going to be sort of between that side so 90 and 105 kind of mark. That's just my feeling on it. He was um, on track for a 130 last week until you got clamped in that third quarter. Yeah. Look, I don't know. Like I said, I think, I think I've got that mental block. Yeah. So I'm, I'm uh, not the person to talk There's risks there with Sheasel, just the fact that we have seen, even in the last couple of weeks, that his game-to-game, quarter-to-quarter, his role can fluctuate. You know, yeah. they're, they're in experimentation mode yeah. over at North. So that's the risk there. I would say... I'm a little bit higher on his ceiling than maybe you are, but there is definitely risk. So in terms of these options, LDU, Sheasel, Steele, Jackson, as in Luke Jackson, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, Parrish and Flanders, I'm probably... Okay, I'd go LDU and Jackson, I think. But Parrish and Flanders, if... if oh, it's probably not going to be like a loopable option there. I think I'm going to rule out Steele and Jackson. What about here. LDU and Jackson? Just go, go balls deep on Jackson. Just go, have a crack. Um... He could average 105 if he's a solid. The Sheasel thing is making it more tempting for LDU. You're not trading two, two North Melbourne I think I'm players, actually though. going Parish Flanders of these okay. options. Okay. Oh, then that contradicts. Oh, I don't know. This that's really hard. Um, 
<laughs> you can't there. I'd rule out Steele and Jackson, and it, depending on your, um, you know, your feelings on Sheasel, if you're really, you know, high on Sheasel, then then back that option in. If you're really high on Flanders, I'd probably back in Sheasel over Flanders. So I oh, yeah. change my mind. LDU and Sheasel. So we're none the wiser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I know we didn't get around to answering everyone's questions, um, but we do appreciate everyone listening in. We've gone for over an hour now, so we want to give you guys a chance to go and have a play yeah. with your teams. Thanks to um, Scott there, who had a very kind, some kind words in the comment section. Oh, There's thank a, you, Scott. A lot of really great fantasy content out there. So we're glad that you guys are enjoying. Guys, um, after this, after this podcast, after you've joined us live, go head over to the AFL Fantasy. Fanatics and join their live Twitter space and make sure you heckle the shit out of Tim <laughs> Guest and let him know that the ball boys are coming for him. <laughs> Mitch has got his number and uh, just let him know. Just let him know. He's going to cancel your infinite wealth account. <laughs> He's going to get booted out. Go yeah, on. Well, uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again, guys. And uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Like the video and we'll see you guys next time. Good luck this round. Bye. <laughs>